0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. بسم الله Rahim. La hawla حول la illa billahil aliyyil adheem. Alhamdulillah rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi at-tayyibeen al Eh Insha'Allah if I get confirmation about the quality of sound and picture we can start our webinar. Okay, it seems that everything is fine, insha'Allah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi al-Tayyabina Uh I am uh, happy and uh, grateful uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, uh, alhamdulillah, we are able to have uh, our webinar once again, and I apologize again for the problem that uh, I had last week we couldn't have webinar, please accept my apologies as you remember we were discussing the verses uh, from the beginning of Surah Taha and the last verse we discussed was the verse 16 of Surah Taha which is chapter 20. Uh, We were talking about the Conversation between Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and Prophet Musa alayhi salam, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, after talking about Himself and that He has chosen Musa alayhi salam, and talking about the Day of Judgment, which is very important and it's a very fundamental uh, doctrine. To remember all the time. Then he says, "Wama tilka, riyaminika ya Musa." This is verse 17. Oh Musa, what is in your right hand? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, in this little. Uh, small verse makes few points some of them that I understand and I'm sure there are much more that I don't understand uh, is that one point is he again mentions Musa by name you remember that already Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called Musa with his first name so This is very uh, comforting for Musa and also very intimate way of talking. Allah mentions him by his first name. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks him about something very simple. Imagine the condition of Musa at that time when for the first time he is receiving revelation in this very moving way he hears the call and Allah says I am your Lord, I am calling you, you have been chosen, you have a mission so Musa must be Really surprised. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions his first name. This happens several times, as we will see. And Allah also ask him something simple. Doesn't ask him about, for example, what is your understanding of the world, what is your understanding of yourself, what what are the problems that you see. So many, you know, difficult questions that Allah could have asked him. But Allah asked him something very simple. What is in your right hand? So, one point is mentioning his name, first name, which makes it very comforting. Second, ask him something very simple. You know, if someone, for example, uh, if imagine you are, for example, uh, head teacher in a school, and a new, for example, you know, student comes to your school with his parents, uh, maybe for the first year of the school, must be very surprised and feeling very you know, shy. So you can ask him very simple question, you know, say, for example, what is there in your hand? Instead of you know, asking him difficult questions. And Allah also asked him, What is in your right hand? Uh, maybe Prophet Musa didn't have anything in his left hand. And maybe it if, if was enough just to ask him, for example, What is in your hand? Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, about the right hand, because as we know right hand is very important, the right hand is the hand to which we will be given our book of A'mal our record of deeds, if we are one of the righteous people, right hand In the side is the side that on the day of judgment the light of believers uh, move fast on the right side and in front of them. So it's very important. Maybe also his left hand was carrying something Perhaps, for example, when Allah said, remove your shoes, maybe he took it in his left hand, maybe he just removed it. We don't know, or I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Allah asked him about his right hand. Prophet Musa, salam, when heard this question from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, could have said just this is my stick but he went into also some further explanation he said this is my stick my staff." I lean upon it. I also use this to beat down, to drop leaves from the trees for my sheep. I also have other usage, other things to use this stick for. So. Prophet Musa tried to be very comprehensive in his answer. He could have just said, this is my mistake, because Allah asked him, what is in your right hand? But he wanted to give a very good answer. Uh, many uh, books on Arabic rhetorics, Al-Balagha, Ilm al-Balagha, mention this uh, sentence, As an example for the time that it's good for the speaker to prolong his speech. When you enjoy your conversation with someone, you want to speak more. And you want to also listen more. You don't want to finish this conversation. So Prophet Musa wanted to speak more with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or at the same time, uh, he wanted to give the best answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he mentioned what is in his right hand, and also he mentioned the purpose, the function of what was in his right hand. بِهَا عَلَىٰ فِيهَا مَعَارَبُ أُخْرَىٰ I also use it for other purposes. For example, maybe for defense. This is also something that I use it for defense. Uh, this also shows that we should try to also do the same thing with the objects that we have. You know, sometimes, for example, we make a house, we make a building, we make, for example, I don't know, uh, a mosque. It is good if from the beginning we consider uh, the possibility of using this for multi-purposes. So, we make a hole in the mosque, for example, we can make it in a way that it can be useful for several things, if possible. Of course, the main prayer hall somehow should remain uh, sacred, and we shouldn't use it for um, very, very different things, because then it uh, distracts the mind of people when they go to this place, and sometimes they do salat, and sometimes they do other things, but there can be many different rooms and uh, spaces that can be used for different purposes. Or, for example, at home, in the work, sometimes if we look at things in a creative way, we can use them for different purposes instead of just using them for one purpose. Or about our time, sometimes we can, for example, have a kind of exercise and at the same time we can do some zekh invocation or we can walk and at the same time contemplate so it's good that we look for uh, opportunities to do many different things at the same time or use objects for different things at the same time So Prophet Musa said well, okhra. I am also using it for other purposes he not have mentioned just one two three and because he wanted to be comprehensive so he ended with a general also statement then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said okay so this is uh, your stick your staff that you use it for these purposes now i want i want to show you something else Allah wants to show Musa that from now on there is another purpose for which he can use this stick which is indeed much more important than any, of, uh, any other usage قَالَ أَلْقِهَا يَا مُوسَى or oh, Musa, drop it so Allah again mentioned Musa by his first name he didn't just say Al-Qaha, he said al Ya Musa, or Musa, drop, or throw it down. He didn't say, put it on the floor, he said, drop it. Uh, maybe, sometimes, you know, you don't like to drop something which is valuable for you. Maybe you are worried that, you know, it can broken Uh, you want to put it in a very softly gently on the floor but sometimes you have to give up sometimes you have to throw in this way you can detach yourself from something like mother of Musa For sure, as a mother, it was very difficult for her uh, to put her child in a basket or in a gasket and, you know, throw it into the river. But this was the way. Or for Prophet Ibrahim to leave his wife and son next to Masjid al-Haram, next to Kaaba, without any water without any uh, people without any fertile land at that time you know the land was not uh, being used maybe there was a little of fertility but not being actually used not being cultivated so living imagine you have a little son and your wife leaving them there so this is like throwing uh, the um, child into river it's very similar to that so sometimes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to uh, give what is very dear to us in any way allah said ya <inaudible> musa drop it throw it down of course Musa salam did exactly what he was asked. Fa He did the same. He also threw it down. But something very interesting happened. Fa هِيَ حَيَّةٌ Tasa All of a sudden it became uh, a snake. which was moving tasa tasa is a kind of movement that is um, with some kind of speed or some kind of um, strengths some people have said swiftly for example some people um, have uh, translated in this way you know the sai between safa and marwa we say you no know, sai or for example no rohom yasabaina that i just said uh, so it was a kind of movement with some kind of uh, speed or some kind of uh, strengths in any case prophet Musa was very surprised again first seeing that fire and then a cold here being heard from that now dropping his stick the stick that he had for long time perhaps and never even saw such a thing very normal, ordinary, simple stick. It was not a magic, you know, uh, stick. Very normal. Now has become a snake. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said to Musa, Qala oh khuzha Musa, now you have to take this a snake. This a stick which has become a snake. You know it must be frightening. There is a snake which is not dead, which is not idle. It's moving, moving swiftly, or moving, you know, with some kind of uh, speed. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala خُذْهَا Take it. But wala takhaf. Don't fear. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks you to do something, He has taken into account all different things that relate to it. So he knows that Musa as a human being Although he is a brave man He is a strong man But as a human being Should feel not happy You know Maybe worried Maybe fearful To take this snake But Allah said Don't worry لا سيرتها This is not supposed to remain as a snake We are going to transform it To its first Initial condition. So you go to take his snake, but then it comes to you again as a stick. Yadaka <laughs> The second sign, the second miracle is to put your hand under your wing under your other hand but when you bring it out it becomes white <tachoruj by law> sometimes i ask people Brothers and sisters, when we discuss these verses, why Allah asked him to do this? Why Allah gave him this second sign or miracle? The first was not enough to make a stick into a snake. Isn't it enough? I say, of course, even one miracle is enough, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to complete the hujjah brings more and more miracles so that no one would have any doubt. Especially if these miracles are functioning in different ways. If Prophet Musa salam, had only this stick and to prove that he is sent by Allah and he is a true Prophet he was using this stick and this stick was becoming a snake there was a chance for some people to say okay, this is a special stick this is a stick that magicians use but they couldn't say anything about the hand of Musa they couldn't say this is the hand of magician when Allah changes the normal ordinary hand of Musa into a white and perhaps shining hand and again brings it the normal back to the normal condition, no one can say this is an external object that someone has given Musa or Musa has found it somewhere and is now using to misguide us. Especially Faraon. Because Faraon from childhood, from the time that Musa was a little boy, knew Musa and knew both hands legs face of musa he never saw this hand to become you know white like that so allah gave him two different types of miracles but both related to hand this is also amazing one is related to right hand of Musa throwing the stick one is about his maybe other hand or the same hand putting under the wing and bringing out and becomes a miracle and this shows the importance of hand Alhamdulillah we are blessed with having, you know, two hands. But I am sure we don't really appreciate this great gift of Allah. Maybe only those people who lose their hand if they become ill, you know, if they there's an accident, their hands are cut off, or sometimes if your hands both hands are broken, then you can really understand how much is important to have these hands it's so important that even Allah uses for himself yadullah although he doesn't have any physical part he doesn't have hand or leg but hand is such an important thing that Allah says yadullah his hand is above their hands wadlumun yadaka okay. Janahic Tacroj Bayda Min Ayatan It comes out white, but without any problem, without anything bad. You know, it's not that this white. Uh, Uh, condition of the hand would be something which looks uh, odd sometimes you know maybe there is uh, some problem in the skin there are you know white spots for example this Mm -hmm. is not uh, in that kind of condition no it's white but attractive white in the sense of bright perhaps or shining In any way, there was nothing uh, unliked or disliked. Sorry. Ayatan ukrah, another sign. Sign of what? Sign of being supported by God. Because prophets, although they were asking people to believe in very natural ideas to believe in one God, to believe in the hereafter, to do good things not to do bad things, these are the things which are very natural for us to believe in but Allah also provided them with some miracles so that they can convince people more easily and people can trust them and can follow them and can believe in their authority so these are signs, these are ayah these are some uh, ways for people to establish trust then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لِنُّرِيَكَ مِنْ آيَاتِنَا الْكُبْرَى So that we show you some of our greatest signs. It's not that we only have these two. We have great signs. Ayatina al-Kubra. We show you some of it now. Maybe in future we show you more. As you know, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled Musa to cross the sea, or for example, Allah sent down food for them, many different signs, these are to begin with, so this was also a beshara for Musa, that it's not only happening at this time it's going to happen again and there will be other signs as well so Allah is going to help him now and in future لنريك من آياتنا الكبرى. ok now that Allah has introduced himself to Musa Allah has made it clear that Musa has been chosen for a mission. Allah has also told Musa that there are some mm, signs, some miracles that you can use. Now Allah is going to mention what is the mission of Musa alayhi salam. Idhab ila Fir'aun. Ennahu Taga. Musa. You should go to Fir'aun. Izhab ila Fir'aun. Ennahu Taga. This concept of Ta'aud, this concept of Toguyan is very important. Faraon has rebelled Faraon has become inordinate you know when a river is overflowing it goes out of its bed it becomes very destructive as long as it's in its own normal bed Within the limits, it's fine. But when it goes out of control, it can be very destructive. Pharaoh has gone out of limits. He is a servant of God. But now, he claims to be lord of people. You know that one of the claims of Pharaoh was he was not treating people with respect he was not treating people with humbleness he was telling people that i am your lord you have to serve me so he was denying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his own lord he was thinking that he is himself lord And also wanted to divert the attention of people from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Himself. And asking their full obedience. I am your highest Lord. Not even a normal Lord. The highest Lord. Because you know sometimes for example people believe in different you know gods or lords responsible for different things, even, you know, the pagans, the polytheists uh, in the time of Islam, you know, they had this idea that uh, uh, there are different idols responsible for different things, إلا إلا We only worship them to get us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but at the end they believe that the Creator is one. لَإِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ They would say, Allah has created the skies and the earth. Fir'aun was claiming to be that one, the highest one, the top. أَنَ رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى Or even sometime he was saying, مَا عَلَمْتُ لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَاهٍ غَيْرِ I don't know of any other Lord any other God for you it's only me so he was not even pleased with accepting for example Allah or anything else equal or lower than him no absolutely nothing else full obedience to me only full devotion to me only okay this person definitely he has gone out of limits. Tara. This person is the one that has to be now approached. If you say why Musa goes to faraon Why Faraon doesn't go to Musa? The answer is for sure, such a person with all the arrogance that he has, he would never go to Musa. He would rather die and not go to visit Musa, alayhi salam. When people have physical problems, they go to doctor. For example, someone has pain. He has headache. Even if he's a very high, you know, personality, this physical pain takes him to doctor, forces him to go to doctor. Of course, if he can call doctor, doctor he can call. But if doctor is not coming, he goes to doctor. That's a very natural. They go to hospital, but when we have spiritual problems, then many people, first of all, don't feel the pain. They suffer, but they don't understand that there is illness. They think they are very healthy, they have no problem. Tell them to go to doctor. Tell them to go to the hospital of this doctor, which is like the mosque, which is about holy places, like schools for learning. No. Who said I have a problem? Why I should go to them? They feel they have no problem. And this is very damaging, very destructive. You have problem, and you don't know that you have problem. You know, when there is a physical illness that has no pain, no symptoms, no signs it becomes very damaging, very destructive, very risky, like cancer. One problem with cancer is that you don't have any pain normally up to maybe very uh, late stages. There is no pain, no sign. Sometimes you feel you are quite healthy and there is cancer inside you, you don't understand. So, you don't go to doctor. You don't take any um, x-ray or any other examination. This is the problem with the spiritual illness. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say, Pharaoh comes to you, when he hears that you are chosen by God, by me, and you have, you know, a mission, a Rasala, Pharaoh would come to you. Wait for him to come. No. Maybe if Musa waits one thousand years, Pharaoh is not going to see him. So Allah says, you go to Pharaoh. This is not a sign of being inferior. No. This Although it's a kind of humbleness, but people who are greater are expected to be more humble. As long as there is a good purpose, you should not bother whether you are going to visit or he is going to visit. What is wrong if an alim goes and visits members of the community in their houses? a father or mother goes and visits the children in their houses it's not that always they should come and visit me, sometimes you should go and visit sometimes we should also visit for example people who have been put in prison maybe they are good people and for some reason, for some mistake or whatever they have ended up with being prisoners. sometimes also maybe they are bad people but it's good to go and speak to them in any case we should not be reluctant in visiting people that might need our help if someone like Musa is supposed to go and visit someone like Pharaoh the contrast between Musa and Pharaoh is you know very much more than any contrast that we can have today, we are not like Musa, a prophet of Allah, and there is no one perhaps like Faraon today, it's, the contrast is much less. So if Musa could go and visit Faraon, why we should not go and visit people who need us? Sometimes people, you know, boycott each other. Sometimes people don't speak to each other. Sometimes two brothers, two sisters, one brother-sister, I don't know, in-laws. This is not acceptable. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, اذهب الى فعون انه تغى Musa alayhi salam for sure is obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he would not resist against Allah's will he would not be hesitant he knows first of all that he has to obey Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala but also he knows that when Allah says something Allah has taken into account everything Allah knows what is the best Allah is not someone like Some of us that sometimes we make decision without thinking properly and then we regret. Or we make a decision but we don't plan it properly or we don't think about all different factors and items related. No. When Allah says something, we are more than 100% if it's possible sure that everything is taken into account. Everything is taken into consideration. Okay, but what about my own performance? What about my own ability? Musa knows that he is a weak human being. And he is worried that he may not be able to deliver this mission in the best way. In the way which is appropriate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know imagine if you are a person for example you know something very simple for example to make a cup of tea it's easy you can you know do this uh, very easily but imagine if Allah subhanahu ta'ala says to you make a cup of tea and give to your brother for example then you will be very worried. This is a cup of tea that I am making according to Allah's instruction. I have to be very careful about water, about the kettle, about the cup, about the tea that I am using, right temperature, right time, everything must be perfect. Because I am doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although I am offering to a person, but the main one to consider is Allah, because I am doing it for Him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa so being given a mission by Allah subhanahu wa makes you 100% alert and cautious you should not say i am very experienced i am very intelligent i know many people to help me i have all the resources all the experiences no no matter how good you are you have to be worried. And this worry is a healthy worry. It's not a worry of someone that uh, when he is worried then he cannot function. He has panic. No. This worry is the worry of someone who wants to do a job properly, so because he's worried, he prepares himself. If you don't prepare yourself, then that's a problem. So Prophet Musa because of his humbleness and because of his understanding of the greatest submission he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for few things so that he can be helped one is qala rabbish rahli sadri he said "Oh Allah please Open, expand my chest. This is a request for patience, a request for having a big heart, having capacity. So many problems can come, so many challenges. I must not lose my temper I must not get angry if it's not supposed to come you know sometimes anger is not bad but if you get angry so quickly and easily then that's the problem or when you get angry then you don't know what you do you lose control that's the problem so Musa alayhi salam, knows that as a guide as a teacher, as a prophet, as a reformer of the society, as a leader he needs patience no one can do great job without patience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this great gift to the Prophet Muhammad it is interesting that Musa asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. Rabbi shrah li sadri. And Allah says in the Quran that He gave this to the Prophet. Alam <clears throat> السَّدْرَكَ Didn't we open and broaden your chest? He has done this to the Prophet. The Prophet was so patient that the bad the bad behavior the bad uh, temper of those people who were very arrogant very impolite didn't make him angry he was very soft very nice very gentle he was very soft with the people sometimes we have explained some of these uh, signs of greatness of the character of the Prophet. So, Prophet Musa right at the beginning of this mission he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this quality. This is a great lesson for us. And we should all work on this. We as individuals as community as parents as members of the community who undertake some social responsibilities need this quality we should be so much in control of our anger that we don't let it become a barrier we have to be very much in control of our emotions and anger and be cool be calm and do what we are supposed to do so this is the first thing that he asks allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rabbish Rahli satwi but also وَيَسَّرْ li amri please help for me, my affair, my mission, my job. Please make it easy for me. For Prophet Musa, it was not a request for, for example, in doing something easy in the sense that he didn't want to trouble himself. He didn't want to, for example, you know, take the responsibility so he said you no know, make it easy no no he says i want to do this mission but if it is too difficult then it might be a problem because maybe then i would not be able to complete it maybe i would be exhausted and therefore I would not be able to deliver what I'm supposed to deliver or maybe people would not be able to cope with so it's very important that we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show us quick short uh, uh, routes to our destination you know sometimes you can do something with lots of difficulties, sometimes you can do the same thing with ease. Sometimes, you know, one idea comes to the mind and makes things very easy. We shouldn't say, no, I don't want, you know, any easy solution, I want uh, to be difficult. No, there is no need to make things difficult. What is important is to have great ideas, but, sometimes great ideas are possible to be achieved by simple steps. We should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show us always the easiest ways. The shortcuts. Then, we can do this job properly. Also, we can get time to do other things as well. So instead of struggling for many years on one thing, we can do this and be happy that Alhamdulillah I've done this, and then also do other things. So we always should ask Allah to show us easiest ways for doing things. Okay, the last thing that we mention now, inshallah, we continue next week, Oh Allah, please remove from my tongue the blockage. I want to be able to deliver your message. So if there is not, if there is any blockage on my tongue, tongue, please remove it. Some people, of course, say that you know, when Prophet Musa was a child, he put a burning coal on his tongue and it was burned, so for example he was not able to pronounce some of the things you know, properly. But I think it's not that here. Or perhaps it's not only that. I think it was not a problem of not being able to pronounce things properly. I think he was able. His concern is, yafkahu قَوْلِ He was not concerned about not being able to speak. He was concerned about the eloquence to speak in the way that they have فرق, means they have deep understanding of what he wants to say. Because he wants to say what Allah wants from them. He wants to speak about revelation, about the message of God. So, he wants to make sure that the message of Allah for people, for Pharaoh is properly delivered and they understand it perfectly. As a Rasul, as a messenger, you have to make sure that you deliver the job properly. And that is when people understand. If I just say it, and they don't understand, it's not enough we have another verse, Allah says, you know my brother Harun is he's more eloquent than me so it's a matter of eloquence so as a leader as a guide as a teacher, as a father, you know, these are things that are very much related to be a father or mother, to be an uh, adult who is working with the children, as a teacher, as a leader, as a guide, as a, I don't know, head of a community, these are very similar roles, in addition to the patience, in addition to being in need of looking for easy ways, you need ability to express yourself to speak with eloquence when people are able to understand you they can better cooperate before they understand you you cannot actually expect them that much when they understand then we can expect them to listen, to respond. So Prophet Musa asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable him to speak eloquently. But he knows how much he can do as a person. So he says, I want also a helper. Inshallah, we will continue next week and mention the request of Prophet Musa for having a helper, a minister. Inshallah, we will talk about it. Uh, let me see if we have any questions. It seems that uh, we don't have any question so far. Uh, I don't have a Skype at the moment, but uh, in the website uh, Quran study seems there is no question if there is any question uh, I hope Brother Hussein can put it on the website and if not uh, or if I cannot see now I don't know if there is any question it seems there is no question we can stop now and inshallah with the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we continue this important uh, conversation between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Musa which is very crucial which is one of the few things that changed the history of mankind and as you remember we said the story of Bani Israel it is so important that according to some hadith uh, we have to learn because they are going to happen and repeat again in our time may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to understand the quran properly and to implement the quran properly and then to share the message of the Quran with other people properly, inshallah. May Allah keep you and your family and your community, inshallah, and our community uh, away from anything bad and dislike. May Allah bless us with honesty and sincerity of the heart and with determination to serve Him. May Allah enable us to, inshallah, help our Imam Zaman before and after he comes. May Allah give shafa and healing to all the people who are ill, especially those who are ill in their heart, in their spirit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send his unlimited rahmah to all the mu'minin who have passed away. Wa da'wana, rahmatullah.